This is Over the Top Cycling Race Wire in Boulder, Colorado. I'm your host, George Thomas. We are talking this morning with Donica Cutris from Ireland. Uh, he's checking in from Rotterdam right now. Donica was the first Irishman to finish Race Across America, and he was looking to be the first Irishman to finish the Trans Am bike race this year. Donica, it's uh, great to have you with us. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, George. It's great to be on the show. I really appreciate it. Now, you were the first Irishman to finish Race Across America. Uh, what was it that inspired you to try the Trans Am bike race? And we need to get a little bit into what the Trans Am bike race actually is. Yeah, I suppose um, in the last number of years, and, and more mountain biking, um, unsupported uh, racing um, um, has been taking place, I suppose, I don't, maybe in the last 10 years. Um, I think it gave a good opportunity as well for racers to um, take part in races which were probably a, a lot cheaper as well. Uh, I mean, obviously, with the race across America, you need to have a crew. You know, you have to, there's a lot of expenses of a follow vehicle, accommodation, food. Um, you need to bring a whole crew with you. Um, don't support racing basically means you're on your own. So that's one advantage for people maybe who don't have the financial means they can do this uh, unsupported racing. Um, also, I suppose, um, as we see as well with the likes of uh, track leaders, the race can be followed as well um, online. Um, so that brings a, an added benefit as well for friends and family who want to support the race. Um, obviously, the... So unsupported racing is, is, is a lot different to the to the supported racing. Um, I suppose for myself it was you know a, a natural step up just to do something a bit longer, maybe a bit tougher, and, and you know just to see um, would I be able to do it. You know. Now I'm a huge fan of Race Across America. I did talk with some of the people this year. Uh, I'm announcing the finish line who had expressed some interest in trying the Trans Am, and they're coming in. Ram is 3,000 miles long, and I asked them, how are you feeling right now? That Do you really think you could do another 1,200 miles? Because Trans Am is actually 4,200 miles. Did you have any thoughts like that going through your head when you hit the 3,000-mile mark? Um, I suppose. I mean, the way I thought of it is you know, if you have 3,000 miles done, um, you know, at that stage, really, you know, obviously depending on your training, but you know, at that stage you're you're over the worst of the distance. Um, you know, if you can cycle three thousand miles, I mean, you obviously can cycle another you know, another twelve or fourteen hundred miles. Um, no problem either. I mean, usually in these races, as you know, the the biggest problem is, is probably in in the first five hundred miles, uh, where you just get into the routine. But by the time three thousand miles comes, you're well into your routine at that stage. Um, that's not to say you know, that the, the last 1,200 miles, miles is, is, is going to be routine, but you know, you're into your routine at that stage. You've probably got over the worst of your issues at that stage and got into a routine. So I think if that's the case, you know, I mean, the, the distance isn't too much of a problem if your training has been good. Um, I, I, I would say that the biggest problem, obviously, is the fact that you're unsupported. Now, what I can't get, I mean, I cannot fathom going to Ireland and doing a race over there unsupported. Uh, what's it like for you to come over to the U.S. and you've got different traffic laws, uh, just the navigation and the familiarity with the country. How are you able to deal with that? Um, I don't think the navigation really uh, wasn't an issue. I mean, you know, you have uh, the 12 Trans Am maps 
which are very detailed. Um, they're good in that they tell you where all the services are, um, where you can get accommodation, where you can get food, um, where the water stops are, um, what the next 50 to or whatever distance ahead the route is like, how much climbing there is, what the road surface is like, what there is to watch out for. So the Trans Map and AMS, the Trans Am maps, the 12 maps are very good in that sense. And you also have the route downloaded to your GPS, so it's very easy just to follow the route on the track on the GPS as well. So navigation isn't a problem. Um, with regards to the roads, I mean, the roads um, on the Trans Am route are, are very good. Um, they're back roads, they're not on main roads. Um, I would say it's similar to the race across America, if not even a bit more isolated. Um, so, so from those two points of view, um, no, no real problems there. Now, were you coming into this race with the idea of actually racing it, or was it something you just wanted to accomplish, making the distance? Yeah, I think that's that's a very good question, you know, especially when it comes to strategy, I think, because the race is so long. And, you know, I think for everybody going into the race, you really do need to decide beforehand, um, you know, what, what is my plan here? Am I going to race it, or am I going to just go and tour it? Um, how fast do I want to go? Um, and really, what's your strategy? Um, I found, and I'm sure maybe other riders found as well, because the race is so long, you know, you can go in with a plan to race it, and because it's so long, maybe halfway through, you know, because you're on your own as well, it, I, I found it, you know, it can be difficult to stay focused as well. Um, you know, especially when you get tired, you go into gas stations, you start to talk to people. Um, also as well, because, I mean, obviously these type of racers, everybody wants to enjoy themselves a bit as well. Um, you want to mix with the people along the way. You want to have some good experiences. You want to have some happy memories. So when you meet people, you know, it's, it's nice to engage with people as well. Um, if you're racing, then, you know, you need to decide when you're going to cut that um, talk, uh, how long you're going to spend talking. Uh, and as you go along in the race, that can change. Um, I mean, I found that I really enjoyed stopping and talking to people. Um, when other riders were, were touring and coming the opposite direction, often I would stop and, and talk to them. And, and, you know, that was a nice... It was a nice break, you know, it was nice to just, when you were racing, to take a break and to talk to somebody for a few minutes. Uh, and then you start to wonder, you say, well, what am I doing? <laughs> am I racing this or am I not racing this? And, you know, it, 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 I'm just saying it, it can be funny. Your mind can wander during the race. It did for me. Um, I, I felt that I got a good balance. I mean, I, I, I was racing it. I was always aware that I was racing it. But, you know, I spent some time taking pictures. Um, you know, I had some social media that I had going and, you know, which I hadn't really... You know, wasn't going to do it to start, but it seemed to get um, people seemed to really enjoy following the story where they could see your picture, a few comments, and they really got a sense then of what the race was like, um, especially for family and friends. I mean, my, my attitude is if, if I'm making a difference, if I'm inspiring people and people are enjoying it, well, then why wouldn't I not share it? Especially if you know, I'm, I'm the first person in Ireland to do something like this. And to be honest, I'm really glad that I did share it because I just got so much really good feed feedback from people saying that they were inspired, that I really motivated them to keep going, you know, and, and that they really enjoyed following the race. Oh, I, was so, uh, I mean, I, even if you look at the Jesse that won the race, I mean, he engaged with social media, um, he put up some pictures. So, you know, I feel you can race it and you can enjoy it to some extent as well and, and also share the experience. So... Overall, it's about you, I think, you know, you need to think about it beforehand, what's your strategy, are you going to race it, are you going to tour it, what's that balance going to be for you? I was really glad you were posting on social media because big fan of yours and one, I was very much for you to uh, 
win or be highly competitive in the event, and it was fun to follow along. Um, now, you're in here, you're racing. I, I'm just trying to think your, your biggest experience with Ultra, of course, was Race Across America at that distance. And um, I really was thinking about the crew, and, and a crew isn't just there to give you food and give you water. Uh, they are there for some mental support. What would you do that, that would keep your mind in the event? Was it those, those occasional stops, talking with tourists, talking with yeah, people at gas I station? think that's one of the big factors where, um, in the race across America, there's no reason to get off the bike. I mean, you have everything. You have the car behind you. If you're getting off the bike, you know, your, your crew chief or someone in the car can say, what are you doing? You know, what are you stopping for? Um, and, and, and mentally, that's very tough in the race across America. Um, and I certainly found one of the toughest points. But in, in the Trans Am, because you have to stop, you have to stop to get water, you have to stop to get food, everybody needs to do that, so you're not really losing time. So in a sense, that's actually very good because you're getting a lot of, you're getting a lot of mental breaks in the Trans Am that you don't get in the race across America. So that's actually one of the advantages of the Trans Am, which is one of the things that makes it mentally easier. You're getting lots of engagement, you're going to gas stations regularly, you're filling up with water, even stopping for food, to sit down and stop and have a good breakfast in the morning, um, you wouldn't really lose any time once it's not too long. Um, and, you know, you're getting that engagement as well. So mentally, that's uh, a thing about the Trans Am that makes it a, a lot more easier in that context. Now, unsupported, I, I really can't fathom that for that distance. What do you do for clean shorts, for any medical issues that come up? Where do you decide you're going to sleep? How do you manage everything? Yeah, you know, it's, it's amazing, and it's, it's certainly one of the most exciting parts of the race. Um, it, it's just really amazing. Um, what I found amazing was from, the, all, all I cycled with all the guys between second and sixth place, and it was just absolutely amazing the different strategies that we all had. Um, sometimes we would be 50, 70 miles, 100 miles, 150 miles apart, and I remember at one stage, we were about 2,500 miles into the race and we all came back together again at a gas station. Um, and that was despite the fact that everybody had such different strategies. Some cycled, uh, most people cycled during the day. Some guys cycled a lot at night. Some guys uh, stopped at gas stations. Well, everybody stopped at gas stations for food, but some guys just stopped at gas stations. Other guys stopped and uh, had full meals once or twice a day. Um, you know, just totally different strategy. Some guys uh, brought a tent and a sleeping bag. Other guys didn't and stayed in motels. So the whole um, strategy and management of, of being self-supported makes the race very exciting. Uh, and it's very, I found it very interesting and I learned a lot about all the different strategies that were taking place. And for you and for any rider, you've got to have a strategy that benefits you. Um, another important point is that and you know, some racers focused on where the other racers were, where other racers just focused on their plan and stuck to their plan. And that's another important point as well um, in, in how you focus on the race in that context. And with regards to food, I mean, I mean, you, you have to stop, obviously. I mean, you go into a gas station and you just eat, it, eat food and then fill up your pockets and off you go again. You need to look at the Trans Am maps to see what distance is there and when you can get food again and when you can get water again. So you're constantly thinking of this all the time. Um, interestingly as well which I find very funny is that mentally wise sometimes you're out in the middle of nowhere and many times you're just on your last legs you might be 50 to 100 miles from anywhere and you just cannot turn the pedals you're so tired so wrecked and there's no unlike in Ram there's no car behind you and 
the problem is, is that even if you want to give up in Ram, you could give up and get into the car. Whereas in Trans Am, you can't give up. You got to cycle to the next city to give up. And the problem is, when you get to the next city, you have breakfast and you feel okay and you go on again. <laughs> so that's a good thing as well about the Trans Am. You learn a lot about what, how hard you can push yourself simply because you have no choice. And having choice is a problem. <laughs> now you're listening to Racewire on Over the Top Cycling. I'm your host George Thomas in Boulder, Colorado. We are talking with Ireland's Donica Cutris, who happens to be in Rotterdam right now. Now, we just have to get off topic here for just a second. I was going to call you Capper. Uh, let us know that Donica is your name, but Capper is what most people call you, correct? Yeah, and I, I suppose I, I spent 21 years in the Army as well, and so in the Army is typical for having a nickname, and everybody would have known me as Capper. Um, it's just a nickname I have since I'm young, and, and, and it stuck. Now, we are talking Trans Am Bike Race, and again, I, I followed you all the way through, was so inspired by what you were doing, thought it was just an incredible job. One thing I've got to mention about Trans Am, there are no officials out there. It's really self-policed, correct? Yeah, that's true, and, uh, and from what I can see as well, I mean, it certainly can bring up its issues and its controversy um, as well. Um, with regard, obviously, there's no drafting. Um, I would have cycled with other riders in the race, but we'd always make sure that we cycled uh, just next to each other and make made sure that there was no draft. Um, also, with regards to getting any assistance from anyone uh, during the race is, is not allowed either. And, you know, it's just up to yourself, really, to, to, to self-police yourself. Um, I think usually in these races, you know, you have people that are going to the race, they're out for the adventure, out for the experience. Um, okay, obviously, uh, guys are racing it as well. But um, in general, um, it's, it's an honest bunch that you have uh, doing these races. But again, as I said, I mean, it, it certainly brings up uh, questions from time to time. Um, certainly even myself as well. I mean, I, I was faced with a, a tough situation um, towards the end of the race in the last 300 miles. I was in Lexington in Virginia. I was about 14 miles from Lexington and I got a puncture. Um, my hands were numb, so I couldn't... I actually checked the tyre, but there was a bit of wire going through the tyre, and I never detected it. So I punctured my spare tube as well. Um, I tried to repair the tube to no avail, even though I had a puncture repair kit. After about two or three hours, I cycled the 14 miles on a flat to Lexington. The bike shop was closed. I eventually fixed the tube um, and got going again, and that punctured as well. So I, I was left in a, a tough situation. Um, as part of the rules, you're not allowed, and I actually didn't know this at the time, uh, but you're not allowed to use social media to get help. Um, I, I, I Also, because I was running a bit slower than I thought, I had to get a new flight, and my sister had bought me a flight for $2,700, a one-way flight. Oh. So I, I, there was no way I was going to miss that flight. <laughs> so I was sitting in Wendy's in Lexington, and I, 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 you know, I was distraught. You know? I mean, my main issue was... Um, that you know, I was going to miss my flight. I mean, it wasn't that. It was nothing about giving up or, or anything. I mean, I had been at that stage. I had been, I had been through through momentous, you know, amount of situations where I could have gave up. I had tried many times already. So at this stage, you know, I think with any race, you're 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 not going to give up. But I, but it was a matter of fact that I just couldn't go on because I didn't have um, I didn't have a, a tube. So yeah. I put out a request on on Facebook. And due to that, I, I did get assistance. Uh, Dave Walsh, who was a local uh, bike guy in Lexington, came out. Um, he gave me a spare wheel. 
um, which got me going again. Um, then the next morning, he drove after me, gave me back my wheel with a spare tire and two spare tubes, and um, got me going again. So only other than that, um, I wouldn't have made my fight because as soon as I got back to the finish, I got straight. I got more or less got a shower, had some quick tea, got into a taxi, and when I got to the airport, I did no I had no bike box for my for my bike. Thank God they sold bike boxes. By the time I got it packed, I only barely got it in. They weren't going to take my bike box because it was too late, but I convinced them to take it. And they were calling my name when I was getting on the plane. And I got on the plane and I was absolutely starving. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked the air hostess, I said, is there any chance I could buy a sandwich or something? And she, said, and she came out and she just gave me a small little biscuit. <laughs> so, but I, I tested. So, I mean, I, I was very happy. I was very happy to, to just make the flight. But um, but but obviously I didn't realise that um, to the full extent that I had broke the rules. So it was only yesterday that I, that I that I advertised on social media that look, I actually should have um, scratched from the race. Um, I, I got help which um, I shouldn't have got, and um, I just announced that you know I, 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 I I'm not included in the general classification, and I, and I got lots of support as well from that, and people giving me lovely comments and. So, I mean, it's important to remember as well that and people probably don't realise this, but, you know, that's not a big issue with me. Um, you know, I, I completed the distance and um, I was never out there. And, and I think I can say the same for more stresses. Our priority isn't, you know, well, certainly for me, it's not the finishing position. It's the experience. It's the journey. It's um, the friends I make through the race. It's the experiences that I have. It's what I learn about myself and everything about that. And, and all that was a total success. Um after that, the position I finished you know, isn't the most important thing. So I, I don't at all feel um, disappointed about um, scratching from the race. Are you kidding? I thought you did this all about the ego. <laughs> <laughs> now, saying that, I'll probably go back next year to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> now, when I saw that post, you know, I, I don't know that much about the race. My wife is very, very into this and uh, had really been looking at doing it last year. And one of my concerns is that uh, she really didn't know a whole lot about bike mechanics. And when I saw the movie Inspired to Ride, I was watching that and thinking, you know, I really don't know what unsupported is because it seemed to me like riding next to someone, that gives you a mental lift. Uh, and then I saw that uh, one of the racers actually got a lot of help with some mechanicals going on out there. Uh, so when I saw your post, I was totally confused as to why uh, that got you disqualified. So well, 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 I, I consulted the rules, and the rules said you're not allowed to use uh, social media to um, to advertise that you need help. Um, I mean, I don't think actually getting help was the problem. I mean, because the guy that came to help me is a commercial bike shop owner, so. If he gave me the help, if I rang him myself, got the help and paid him, that was fine. The issue is that you're not allowed to use social media to ask for help. Um, so and, if you, and, and if I consulted, uh, I consulted Nathan Jones, and, and and he wasn't pushed about it. I mean, he's a very easygoing guy, and he said, "Look, it's not a big deal." I said, "Yeah, but but did I break the rules because I want to know <laughs> because you know I mean the integrity of the race and my own integrity as well is important." And he said, he just said, yeah, you did, you know, I mean, uh, as if to say, look, don't worry about it. So so then, like, I mean, that confirmed to me that I, that I did break the rules. Well, and, and I think, you know, I mean, the good thing is that this brings it forward in, in a way, you know, I mean, 
Nain did say to me that um, he's going to probably charge uh, an entry fee next year and keep um, a bit more um, eye on the race just to make sure that um, everybody follows the rules. So yeah, once you explained that, it totally cleared that up for me. But if you had called that bike shop and gotten the same type of support, then you wouldn't have broken the rules, correct? That's correct. So, so I mean, I mean, the, the thing, I mean, I didn't, I, was, I suppose how you're basically getting assistance is that local people in the area knew that there was a day of wildlife in the area and they were able to put me through to him. Um, because I actually looked back at the posts and there was so many, so many, I mean, every, people in Ireland were contacting their friends in Lexington and <laughs> in, in, in um, the other Lexington, actually. <laughs> I was like, no, no, I'm in Lexington, Virginia. <laughs> Not Lexington, uh, where Springfield is. There's a Lexington in Ohio, Ohio isn't there? <laughs> and I think there's a Lexington all over the place. Everywhere. We have a farm in Lexington, Nebraska. I should have been clear, that's true. <laughs> so I had people helping everywhere, and I look back on the chain of posts, and I think there was a woman in the area put up a post, and Dave Walsh was one of the names she put up. And I think that's how... Um, he actually came to Mandy's, he came to Wendy's, to the shop, in his, in his, in his uh, vehicle. And I had disc wheels, so he didn't have a tube, but he gave me his uh, back wheel. And so I, I don't want to come across as being uh, critical of Nathan or the event at all, because I, I think very highly of both. And uh, I just think it's amazing, and it's so honorable in a day and age where we talk so much about cheating and rule-breaking and, hey, but you should give me this, and that you turned yourself in. Yeah, but as I said, like, I mean, it's, it's not an issue with me. I mean, it never was. It never is. I mean, it never will be. Um, where I finish in a race isn't the priority. And it was very interesting as well. As we went on in the race, you know, certainly with the guys from second to sixth place, we all became such buddies that, you know, it, you just, it tends to slip your mind, you know. I mean, that, geez, do I really care? Like, my point is, you know, you can go into the race with this really diehard racing attitude and you can come out the other end and, and that kind of feeling of, you know, it can slip you, you know. You can say, man, I'm just enjoying this. I've made good buddies. And you know what? Where I finish isn't really that important to me. My point is, you know, in such a long race, you develop, you grow as a person. And, you know, you just learn things about yourself and what you want out of life. And that's one of the great things about long-distance racing. Now, Capper, I want to talk to you in about two weeks and really do a, a focus on your background uh, the racing that you do and, and many more events uh, other than the Trans Am that you've competed in. Uh, I just really appreciate you taking the time to visit with us about this. I, I'm just so impressed with your performance and your integrity. Thanks very much and thanks for the invite. It was great to talk on the show. Racewire, over-the-top cycling in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. Again, Donica Cutris from Ireland joining us to talk Trans Am Bike Race. Thanks very much, Donica. Thanks, George. Talk to you soon.